Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Faj. How are you? I'm very good. And why don't you tell the listeners about what they can't see but might hear during this episode. (laughs) (laughs) My dad is not a happy camper. (laughs) He wants to live in a world of no responsibilities. (laughs) After how many years of having them? (laughs) I should rephrase. He wants to live in a world of no four-legged responsibilities. That's better. Okay. That's better. But I went ahead and I'm fostering two dogs right now that will probably soon be my dogs because I don't see myself giving them back. But Brad and I are fostering these two adorable dogs. They're 10-year-old. They said they were both miniature poodles, but they are not. Definitely. There's Roscoe. And I'll share a picture of them on, on our Instagram. But Roscoe is probably like a Bichon. He's a little overweight right now. Both of them are a little overweight right now, but he's very cute. And then there's Tiffany. She is definitely a miniature poodle, but they are here. And my dad isn't happy because our podcast may have a new dimension to it. But (laughs) who doesn't like barking in the background? Me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a little something special. Similar to my wife always gets what she wants. So so does my daughter. (laughs) So. We have them here, but they'll be quiet. I'm under strict instructions that they're not to visit often, but here we are. There we are. So anyway, just thought you'd like to know, and you'll see the little pooches in Instagram and heck, maybe even the promotion or something. We'll see. Yeah. But anyway, so are you okay to start this episode or do you want to keep talking about the dogs? (laughs) I mean, I could talk about the dogs all day, pet the dogs, but no, we can get started, Dad. And I want to I want to give a shout out. We have a job to uh, to do here. I know we do. And I want to give a shout out to Jim, our listener, Jim. You know who you are because he sent us a message that evidently our last episode that Christina spoke for six minutes on oh about the food shopping for easter food shopping for easter and jim uses the treadmill (laughs) while he listens and he said thank you christina i got an extra six minutes on the treadmill (laughs) oh i've got lots of shit for you jim (laughs) shall we talk about the pooches Uh, no 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 because we have other other people that don't exercise (laughs) no other people that want us to get to the freaking point but jim Keep egging me on, and I'll just keep sharing ridiculous information to keep yeah. this minute count going maybe, maybe up she'll and send up and you up. <laughs> your own personal podcast during the week. Yeah, a little so, bit uh, extra required listening for just for you, Jim. That's right. But yes, so, keep on thank walking. You, Jim. Yes. And you know what? If you what? keep on walking on the treadmill and spending an extra six minutes, you may just find a cause and effect. Well, let's talk about that because that doesn't mean that I weight would lose loss. weight. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. All right. Raj. Very let's good. Let's talk about very that. Very good. <laughs> so uh, the topic today is discussing what's called cause and effect fallacies. And it really, it's a great jumping off point from last week's episode on survivorship bias. And both of these you may never have thought of, but you have lived them. And we all do. So let's talk about what cause and effect 
fallacies are. And I think this, as we were talking about this topic, I think it's super interesting because <laughs> as we were doing, I, I definitely do this all the time. I don't know about you, where you and listeners, maybe you're relating right now, or this is something that you're totally uh, hip to, but I, you know, you start correlating when I blow dry my hair, I have a better day. Or when I like, mm -hmm. that was a stupid example, but little things like- I don't like, have any hair to blow dry, you, but- <laughs> <laughs> you, can ha you have all bad days. <laughs> but like when you, superstitious people, right? Like- mm -hmm. When uh, somebody says something that you don't want and you knock three times, like, you know, that was a very bad idea with dogs. That was very bad. That just <laughs> caused Roscoe to pick his head up and start growling. So um, it was a good sound effect, but not good with two dogs. Very bad idea. But, with no, dogs. it's true. It's like everyone says, oh, I know why it's raining today. I washed my car yesterday. Or if I wear my uh, lucky, you know, uh, bracelet or something, you know, I have a good day. Yeah, something like good that. happens. When spring roll, actually a, a really good one right now because it is spring, is when spring rolls around, I get sick. You know, I get change of seasons. Something. Well, no, everybody is Correct. always like, oh, it's the change of seasons. Yes, and when, maybe there is probably truth to that, right? Allergies kick up, but but do we know? Correct. And the phrase, you know, it's cold outside. You went out without a coat on. You're going to get your death of cold, right? Or you're going to get sick. So these are. We're, you know, we're making light of it. These are statements that people say all the time. They may or may not be true, but they are examples of cause and effect fallacies. And I like really... how you picked. Yes. I'm sorry. Continue your thought. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I just like how you picked the cause of walking and the results of weight loss as a fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to like really disband that. That yeah, rumor. Well, you could exercise and not lose weight. But people say, well, you know, he's gained weight because he doesn't exercise, right? But there's other things that could be a contributing factor. True. But it doesn't, it doesn't make it. That's the whole point is that it doesn't make it that. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, I get it. That, that's the idea. of well, The so, whole idea is that we're... It, it's stopping these things that we just think to be true because we've associated them together right. for so long to like actually proving for each specific example. Well, did you lose weight because you were walking or did you lose weight because you were also dieting? Or did I get sick? Do did I, you get I, sick? I, you yeah, know, there's exactly. There's a lot of reasons and there's a lot of reasons to gain weight. You know, what if you say, you know, oh, oh, he's really gaining weight. Well, what if I had to take, let's say a prednisone or something that causes you to look bloated or to get right. you know heavy so that's the idea so why are we bringing this out so we're bringing it out because in your quest to be better to do better to be more successful to accomplish more we really need to do a little bit more analysis around assumptions that we make so my dad used to tell me the story about, and it was an advertising story about uh, the importance of advertising and stuff. And he would say that there was a, it's an old story of a guy who had a hot dog stand for 40 years. And he had a billboard one mile before the stand and two mile, another billboard two miles before the stand and another one three miles before the stand. And each one said, you know, in three miles, delicious hot dogs. In two miles, you get it? 
Well, this man had a very successful hot dog stand for 40 years, and he had children. And one of the kids was smart and goes to college and studies finance or whatever, and then says to his father, you know, those billboards cost a lot of money, you know, and father says, yeah, I know, but I've had them forever, and, you know, I've been doing good forever. He said, well, you know, we're in a recession, Dad. And, of course, Dad didn't notice the recession because he's still selling hot dogs because people are still hungry. I mean, hot dogs are recession-proof. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> and, by the way, that's one of my, like, All-time favorite spread foods. hot dogs. Would that, be your, would that be your electric chair meal? Probably. Yes? <laughs> why, why are you killing me? But well, yes. No, I'm just... That wouldn't be how I would kill you. Well, the hot dog might kill me. So. <laughs> the electric. Oh, that's a cause and effect. <laughs> but anyway, so the you know the son says, "Dad, it's a recession. We have to save money, so I'm going to cancel one of the billboards." So they cancel one of the billboards, and then sure enough, business <laughs> goes down a little bit. And, and that the, damn recession. I know. And then the the son says, "Dad, business is down a little bit, and we got to save money." And they cancel a second billboard, and sure enough, business went down. And then the father finally says to the son, "Boy, I'm really glad you went to college because if the recession is bad, you know, I've, my business is way down." Now, the never story, realizing that the billboards, the probably, hot dogs are recession proof, right. and the son <laughs> was right. too smart for his own good. But this is an example of cause and effect. No matter how you want to look at it, it was an advertising example of the importance of advertising, right? Well, so if you're teaching the importance of advertising, the cause of the lack of business was the reduction of the In the, the advertising. Right? Yep. But is that true? Maybe there was a recession and maybe maybe people just stopped discretionary buying of hot dogs on the road. We don't know. I don't buy it. Story. I don't buy it either. <laughs> but If you're in a recession, but, there's one food you can still afford <laughs> and that's a freaking hot dog. Right. So now the but you don't the know son, to that the point. The son made a cause and effect that there is a recession, therefore we should cut expenses. And then Got they it? and and because of that, they feel good in their decision because they're like, "Wow, good thing we are saving money because business has gone down." So it's a good thing we're not or paying for I'm that extra ad. Or business is going to go down because exactly. the father didn't say business went no, down. No, exactly. Right? But being you so, know right, kind of like. Uh, preparing for it and then they look at it and they say okay well good thing we're saving money since now we're making less correct <laughs> so the point that we want to bring out with this is when you're making business decisions and whether you own a business or you're running a department or even your own career or your life in general or your life be very careful about what you do with cause and effect because you could be wrong even though it comes across correct so if we're breaking that down for people, how? Because we, just as we've we've discussed this example, right? We both discussed it and then proved that we really can't prove either way what's well, happening. That's the whole idea that you so, have to do analysis to prove either way, like real analysis. And I think that's like where with marketers, so much of what they do is A/B testing, right? Where yes. it's like so many of the variables are the same, but you change up one thing and then you watch what happens. Correct. So like, I think that's the thing that in all aspects of our lives, we kind of have to adopt that mentality. And that's where so often they say, change one thing at a time, right? Correct. And you have to make sure all other variables are the same if you're going to get a real idea of what's working and what's not. Yes. So you can do that in food, right? You can say, when I eat this thing, 
I tend to have a stomach ache. Well, okay, but you ate that something. So let's say if I eat broccoli, I have a stomach ache. Well, is that true? I don't know. Because when you ate the broccoli, you also ate a potato, you had butter on it, you had a steak or you had chicken, you follow? Right. So to your point, that's exactly right. In order to test that hypothesis, one would have to remove the broccoli for a couple days. Do I feel better? Then I would reintroduce the broccoli and maybe remove the potato. Do I feel better? You see what I'm saying? Until you. So unfortunately for that father with that very way too smart son, <laughs> they never added the billboard back in to say, okay, well, is it the recession or is it the billboard? That, that's right. Because you have to prove out, is it the thing that we think is causing this that's causing it? Or is it a result of like what we just took away? <laughs> Correct. So think about all of the, the fun things that, that we do with this. You know, we, we pick the person who's lived a long life and they smoked or something. Well, I see. love that because how many times, <laughs> literally, like, and you cling to whatever story fits your narrative, yeah. and right? that's kind of survivorship bias now. 100%. But, but it's like, you know. No, but there's been yeah. so many stories I read, like, woman, 117 years old, what's her secret? Yeah. A glass of red wine a day. I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Right, right. <laughs> and then every night, I'm like, you know what? Pour myself a glass of red wine because shit, I want to be 117 and healthy. That's right. But that that now that is an example of survivorship bias because the people who drank red wine every day but are dead, exactly, <laughs> they can't talk to you about right, it. Right, but also the cause and effect. Like here, but I'm the cause tying, and effect. I'm You're, tying her drinking correct. red wine every day to her longevity, whereas exactly. it could have been that she ate a completely like organic meal for her entire life or and drank a red wine every night incredible genes right that took care of that you know right she's some kind of um, unicorn that, like that's correct a funny little example is does night cause day or does day cause night oh god now i'm really getting confused well you know so <laughs> if you think about do it do only the good die young <laughs> right there you go i mean i'm pretty sure billy joel has like a whole song or, about these things Maybe he should write. Oh, wait. He Would did. you rather laugh with the sinners <laughs> than cry with the saints? Oh, boy. Now we're going to have Billy <laughs> Sorry. Joel take. But you see, these are, you know, really good examples, right? It follows everywhere that, like, it's almost comical how often we do these things. And the only reason we're bringing this up for you, listeners, is boy, don't ruin your career or make a mistake at work or do whatever because you fell victim to this cause and effect syndrome, this, this fallacy as it's called. Well, and I think as we go about our day-to-day, we're all, and apologies listeners, but we're all going to like start really hating general conversations <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to all be realizing like, Everything, probably like 80, 70% of the conversations that we have in passing with different people in general are probably all based on the cause and effect fallacy. And all of a sudden, we're going to be from conversation to conversation, we're going to be calling bullshit on each other. And all of a sudden, no one is going to want to talk to us anymore. (laughs) That's really sad. Like when this could be our last episode. (laughs) This could be our last episode. But can you imagine, Dad, next time like we sit down and we have a quick conversation and I say, well, this happened because of this. And then you say, but do you know that? And then I look at you and I say, really? Can't we just have a conversation? (laughs) There you go. I'll have to control myself. But this is going to be, I mean, it's it's a wicked spiral because there's so many things in our day to day that are assumptive cause and effect scenarios. You don't even have to think about it, but every day writers of 
articles. Now, we are bombarded with articles in Facebook, Instagram. Now, you're going to say that's promotion and stuff, and it is. But there are, in your blog writers and everything else, the term studies. There are studies that show this. There are studies that show you don't know what the level of peer review of analysis or whatever that was done in that. For example... It depends who the peers are. <laughs> exactly. So for example, volunteerism. I'm in Rotary, correct? I'm a Rotarian. And that's a volunteer organization and we do good, right? That's correct. Okay. Is it healthier for people to be social and to be involved in organizations? Is that good for me emotionally? I, I think so, but I feel like this is about to be a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll see studies that say people who are happier and live longer social and live longer if they're social and belong to an, a lot, you know, different groups and are involved with people. It keeps their mind healthy and all this. I subscribe to that. Okay. But now that might be true. But could it be that happy people just like to be with other people and are sociable and there's a and bunch therefore of they really, volunteer. There's a bunch of recluses that are living forever. We just don't know about you it. You don't know about it. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that the person who doesn't do that and is more of a recluse <laughs> is unhappy. It also could be that people who are more clinically depressed might hang out more by themselves, but that doesn't mean that the hanging out by themselves made them depressed. They just happened to have that hmm. problem. So we see these things all the time. Studies show happy, sociable people live longer. You're, well, they're only studying the happy, sociable, sociable people. people. <laughs> or people who are vegetarians, you know, ha uh, whatever, way less. He doesn't less even or know something. where to go with this. I don't even know where you don't to go even with know. That. He can't even try and fathom no. what, what a vegetarian lifestyle is, would result the, in. These are dangerous. <laughs> so, in business, we do this in making marketing decisions, mm -hmm. making financial decisions, making decisions about your staff. Oh, so and so, you know, pretty quiet. I don't know if, if he or she could be a good manager. Well, what does quiet have to do with manager? Or the best one, let's stick to business, Christina is, I'm going to use you and then you're going to hit me. Christina is our number one salesperson. She would be a great sales manager. It's, it's true. Salespeople don't always make the best managers. Correct. And, and I'm not a sports fan, but many of the great coaches were not awesome players. They played. Correct. You have to know the game, but they weren't necessarily the best players the best well, players played that's why sometimes so, they say isn't there that saying i i teach because i can't <laughs> well they, no, they say or those that it, can those do that and can... those that can't teach yeah. but that's not necessarily i that. knew that there was a saying in it somewhere well you have to mess it up otherwise it wouldn't be morning <laughs> coffee and mimosas with christina messing it up but you follow what i'm saying like people make bad assumptions because you are a great salesperson, well, you and must I think be able sometimes to teach people how to sell, right, and motivate them, and that's not true, right. And I think sometimes the same can be said for, I mean, in any profession, right? You make generalities and assumptions based on like what you think. I think a lot of times people say, "Oh, that person's super outgoing and friendly. You should be. They should be salespeople." Well, yes. What is there's a lot of other things that go into being. An effective salesperson than being able to talk to other people. 
Correct, because you know, <laughs> as we, what, what is the the big line in sales? You know, if, after the prospect says, "I'll take it," you shut up, right? <laughs> and, you, and you give you send the contract exactly, right? So again, these are cause and effect fallacies that we felt were very important to bring out in this episode, especially after discussing uh, what's called survivorship bias in our previous one. And if if we're confusing you with that one. You're going to have to go we back and listen hint, to it. But you should really listen to that one, which is last week's episode. No, but all of these topics are kind of like the, the last couple that we're talking about here are just challenging our thought process and challenging things that we're not trying to always make thinking hard, guys. No, <laughs> but no. if we think the way everybody else thinks, then you don't have that extra edge. So like thinking a little bit more deeply about a situation and looking at some of the things that the general population isn't looking at, I think is what's going to allow each and every one of us to just be a cut above. Right. And there is a very easy way in case you're listening and you say, well, okay, they mentioned analyze, research more and so on. But you know what? In reality, there's really the finest way to avoid this cause and effect fallacy. Don't listen to your child when they have don't a business idea for you. Don't listen to your child when they tell you if you had a successful business for 40 years, just keep doing <laughs> it. Um, is ask questions. And I think we have an episode way early on about questioning, but I'm going to bring this up again. Questions are your friend always. They are gold. They are gold. Ask questions. You do not have to have answers. You have to be able to ask questions questions and ask yourself questions question yourself no but seriously yes, right like 100 percent. i think th i think that's like what a lot of this like these last two topics kind of give you pause to say what questions do i need to ask myself as i start to fall into some of these traps of like assumptive thinking yes and some of the things that just seem like it makes sense because sometimes right. things that seem like they make sense if you ask yourself a few questions about them they may not yeah, and that whole, you bring a, a great point. That's a lot, you know, that people say, well, that makes sense. That's logical. And I think that's what's that so- That doesn't make it right. It's so funny though, because sometimes like as you were talking about studies show, right? And that's right. in every single thing. There are so many different positions that you can take that I think could you could easily convince yourself seemed logical mm -hmm. by like consuming a few facts that are presented, right? Correct. But you could almost convince yourself and talk yourself into and out of things all at the same time by just what seems logical. Right. And actually, my my husband sometimes jokes because anytime that we talk about, um, <laughs> we'll talk about things that are ridiculous. He says, there are a huge amount of people that think the earth is flat. Yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, there fair are. enough. <laughs> and. If you spend enough time and you go on YouTube, you could go down a rabbit hole and all of a sudden you could probably come out of that rabbit hole saying, but could it be flat? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they introduce enough questions in your mind. But could it be? Right. So people can be convinced of anything and there are plenty of logical oh, things that make sense. and marketing, right. Yeah. But I think just critically thinking and, and really looking at the data and helping yourself to ask the right questions and make sure you have answers that have some fact behind them. Correct. And, and and really it's, you know, asking the questions and, you know, be like a child. Like when your kid says, can I have ice cream? And you say, mom says no. 
Mom says no. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you would never say no. I would never say no. Of course you can have ice cream because I'm going to have some with you. But uh, when mom says no, what does a little kid do? Ask Why? Dad. Well, yeah, they, they go to the, but they go, why? Why? Right? They're just so annoying. They keep asking. Well, so be like a little kid. Yeah. Question. And then kick and scream and yeah. punch a hole in the wall until you get your ice cream. <laughs> that, that was Christina when she... <laughs> I kicked. <laughs> a hole in the wall. I yeah, did do yeah. that as a child. So I think we've covered it in a, in a nice half hour. Jim, our uh, exercise listener... You have about 27 minutes of yeah. exercise. So if this, you're so. not Jim, go ahead and tune out right now. <laughs> if you're Jim, let's talk dogs. <laughs> Hang with me here, Jim. You know, we've on got, that one, I'm going to end. <laughs> we've got a few more minutes for you. But in all seriousness, yes. um, I think the dogs were very good during this episode. They were I don't think wonderful. we even heard a peep from Roscoe or no. Tiffany. So listeners, expect to hear more from our four-legged or friends here. expect to here. not hear more from them, but uh, they might be here when we record. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, everybody, go out and question things. Be super annoying to talk to and ask everybody why when they try and make assumptive But you will things. succeed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. You can see these little pooches now. They're literally laying on the down. So peaceful. What do you say, Dad? Should you get up and so that we hear Roscoe no. bark on Nope, him? I'm not getting up. No <laughs> Roscoe barking. Come on, Roscoe. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>